Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to this edition of the DFS Dreamer Podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I am one of your hosts, Wes Easley, at Loafinit on Twitter. And of course, the who I want to refer to as an expert, because you have taught me so many things, Pierre, is Pierre at Wee 31 on Twitter. You can find him over there. All your DFS advice he's willing to help you out with. He has been one of the greatest teachers that I've had as far as uh, football and DFS goes. Maybe the only teacher I've had, Pierre, so don't. <laughs> and I won't get a big head, but I appreciate the kind words. So definitely good to to help out. Hopefully we're, we're helping listeners as well. Um, NBA's back. Uh, that's probably my my best DFS sport actually. But just glad to have multiple sports going at a time uh, instead of waiting the the week for NFL. You know, now baseball's kind of winding down. Just the NFL, which is great. But I'm glad to get some NBA mixed in as well. Week seven already. I don't know from a podcaster standpoint who does multiple podcasts every week. Sometimes you get you know tired. Right, I'll just be honest with you. Sometimes you get tired. So all those people who you enjoy uh, doing podcasts each and every week or multiple podcasts, trust me when I say they put a lot of work into it, I hope, and they do get tired over a period of time. And, and there are some times when I look up and I'm like, week seven. Wow, it's, <laughs> it's only week seven. Man, that's not even halfway through the season yet. And then there's other times when I look up and I'm like, man, week seven. Oh, it's flying by. You know, so I, but you know how I am. I'm a roller coaster ride anyway, Pierre. Yeah, and I, I think, I think the NFL season flies by, uh, which stinks because it, it kind of takes you right until winter. And uh, I'm not down south like you are. So it, it gets cold up here in uh, Indiana. So I'm, I'm not looking forward to winter. And, the further into the NFL season we get, the motor is going to get here. So <laughs> that's what that means for me. Well, there's one thing that I learned last week. And, I, you, you know, I went on like a little little family trip and everything at the end of the week. And it's always chaotic leading up to the weekend whenever you're taking the family <laughs> out for three or four days. And one of the things I learned, even it, it, talking on the Pick, Pick and Pickskin Winter podcast with John Frisella over on Aaron Torres Media, I, I, and 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 trying to make DFS lineups, you, you can't do it, Pierre. You, it's it's so hard to do. Maybe you can do it. I can't do it for me. I couldn't pick any pigskin winners last week. I think I was like six <laughs> out of 11 games or whatever. I, I only got like six or five right last week. And then the, my DFS lineups weren't great, but our DFS contest, it was terrible. Terrible. Yeah, it can be tough. So I actually do really well on vacation. Like my friends are like asking for my lineups on vacation because I get real hot and I'm not sure the difference. Like I don't, I don't change up a, a routine or, or anything like that. I guess it's just stress-free potentially, but I get real hot on vacation, but yeah, the contest, it was tough. I mean, I think I got like four. So I just missed, um, my wife was up there again. I'm pretty sure, um, a brother-in-law I think got first and they, they had coats. You know, I talked about the coats projections, uh, the Colts did well, 31-3. The defense got 16 points. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor got the big game. Uh, Wentz started off hot. I think Pittman was really the only one that, that didn't get there. And they had the return of Hilton and those type of guys. Campbell had a big play for he got hurt. But the, the Colts popped, and folks that listened yeah, kind of took advantage because I, I want to say the winning lineup had a Wentz-Taylor-Pittman-Colts uh, defense. So it, it worked out there in our contest last week. That's great. I had some of the Colts. I, let me tell you. Let me tell you what I made my lineup. Can I tell you? 
I was, I, I was, I was either, I don't, I don't know where I was. I, I, I get lost. I was changing uh, time zones left and right. It felt like we were traveling up the Ocoee river. I think at that time, I, maybe not in a raft, but at least driving alongside of it, which was really cool to see, but we were at a Zaxby's and I pulled out my phone and I'm like, all right, did I, did I set all my lineups? I, I know I put my DFS dreamer lineup in there and I the night before I had set some lineups and everything. And I looked at my DFS Dreamer lineup, and I said, hey, that's a pretty good lineup. I, I like that lineup. And then somebody spilled this red drink all in front of me, okay? I don't know what they got out of the little drink machine at a Zaxby's, but, I mean, it went all over the floor, all over the counter. And I'm sitting there, and I, I don't know if that flustered – no excuses, Pierre – I switched my lineup from a Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chief build that that ended up going on and, and doing well in a double up for me and everything to a New York Giant lineup, a, a stack. And, and that was terrible, terrible. That's I have <laughs> no idea how you got on the Giants. I don't believe we talked about the Giants at all. We weren't even sure if Dale Jones were going to play when we recorded it. It was still potentially Glennon, so... I'm not sure what you spilled, but it, it definitely cost it, chaos. It wasn't me. It was the guy kind of a little bit off from me on the drink machine. But I think the red drink <laughs> was a was a was a good precursor to the blood that it was drawn from my veins. <laughs> but hey, we look forward to that contest each and every week. I get that little notification, and I appreciate everybody lining up in there. It's been fun to get to know those names and everything in there. But Pierre, let's get into this DFS dreamer ten game slate here on the DFS dreamers that we're going to talk about. Now listen. Here, here, I got a question for you. This What's is about that? the quarterbacks. We're going to start at Kyler Murray at 8,500. We're going to go drop it down to 7,100 with Matthew Stafford. Okay, so that's five, six people there. Patrick Mahomes okay. at 84, Brady at 77, Rodgers at 75, Lamar at 74, and Stafford closing us out of 71. You can okay. only pick one. Okay. Ew. Yes, sir. Like which, which one <laughs> are you going to pick? For a lineup, for a winning lineup. Not this week. No, the, the Dreamers, I understand. You can switch that one up. But which yeah. one is your favorite? So right now, um, again, Wednesday night, it's going to be the revenge game um, with Matthew Stafford, 7,100. Uh, he's currently grading out best points per dollar right now. Um, just ahead of Mahomes, it's really close. Uh, but he's just edging out Mahomes, 32.8 total right now. Uh, for the Rams, I am a little worried. Uh, I know Brady graded out really well going back to New England, and that didn't sure. really work out, but they had weather elements, et cetera. This one, he's at home. He's out in Los Angeles, so it is Stafford. Uh, you're getting some savings uh, from Mahomes as well, about 1300 So Stafford's the, the guy I'm taking here. And with Brady, too, they, he was going against his old team, his old regime, even. I think with Stafford, you know, things have changed there in, in Detroit. So it's not exactly the same people inside. You know, it's not the same dishes inside the cabinet, so to speak. So Very true. Very true. So it may be a little bit different there. I like that. Now, here's another question I have for you. Okay. If you only could choose one to give to your frenemy. Not your, you know, you're somebody you like, but somebody you who you don't want to necessarily succeed. Who would that <laughs> quarterback be? Which would be the quarterback you think would do the worst out of that bunch? I'd probably go with with Kyler Murray. Um, mm -hmm. Up at the top, for one, it's going to drain a lot of your salary. Uh, Eighty five hundred top price, but he really hasn't had to do much. I'm not saying he's bad, but Arizona's just been playing so well that he hasn't really had to to throw the ball. 
um, as much. You know, he's gotten you know, 30, 36 is the most attempts he's had. So he hadn't even gotten up in the 40 or 50 range by having to pass the ball, um, not having to run uh, that much either. They're, they're getting out to big leads. It's the Texans. <laughs> They'll probably get out to a big lead again. Uh, so Kyler Moore would be the Kyler Moore would be the one I'd give away uh, for one that drains salary and and also I just not sure the upside's there because he he really doesn't have to put his foot on the gas against the Texans. Yeah, I I get that one, but he I, him and Hopkins are going to hook up for at least two touchdowns. I mean, <laughs> this is a D Hop revenge game as, as well. You know, it is him and Watt. Yeah, yeah. So that that's gonna be interesting. I I picked up Arizona defense in a couple of leagues I, that I'm in because of that Watt revenge type of thing. They're <laughs> gonna get pumped up to do do some of that stuff. Out of those six uh, different players, there Murray, Mahomes, Brady, Rogers, Jackson, Stafford. Who's gonna have the highest point total on Sunday? Um, I do think that's probably gonna be Mahomes. Uh, he's probably gonna score the most points. Uh, it's over under on the Kansas City Tennessee games. Pretty high. It's 57 right now. So it's yep. actually climbed. Uh, I want to say it opened around 54 and a half. It's up to 57. Uh, the Chiefs are getting a healthy 31.3 um, of that 57. And Mahomes is going to play a part of that. Uh, Tennessee's actually decent uh, against the run. Uh, I know that you didn't have that much of a test with Buffalo um, with their backs, but they kind of held, you know, Moss um, and Singletary in check. So I don't think Daryl Williams will be as great as he was against the Washington football team. So Mahomes will probably be the one I have scoring the most points this week, given the over-under in that team's point total. All right. Uh, Brady uh, against the Bears, uh, 7,700. Will he be able to hit that 2,100, 2,200, or 22-point mark that we like to shoot for here on the DFS streamers? Uh, it's tough. I, I think he can. I'm not sure if he will. Um, again, I don't mind the, the Bears' defense. I know they, they had a new owner. From what I heard last Sunday uh, with Mr. <laughs> Rogers there. Uh, but it was a low scoring game. I mean, they, they put up what, 24? That's not a lot. Uh, Rogers got 23. Um, you're looking right around that 23 to 24 needed for Brady. But I mean, they've been leaning on Fortnite quite a bit here lately as well with Uncle Lenny. So I'm going to probably lean no just because I, I think the Bears defense can at least keep keep it low, low scoring to some extent. Okay. All right. I get you. Aaron Rodgers, will he be as successful this week or is it going to kind of be a, a down week for him in Washington or at, at Green Bay while Washington travels to town? This looks like a running game to me. I him. still like Rodgers. Um, he plays better at home for one. He averages two more points um, at Lambeau than he does on the road. Uh, you're looking at Washington there. They're one of the last, you know, ranked defenses, 25th, 25th against the pass. We saw Mahomes do well. You know, we've had Matt Ryan do well. Uh, the Washington football team's defense isn't what we thought it was, given what they did last year. Um, you got to expect them to get Devontae Adams a little more involved since he kind of took a back seat uh, last week himself. Uh, so I do like the the Rodgers, the passing game. I like the running game too, <laughs> uh, obviously. But I think Rodgers will be just fine, 7,500 uh, against the Washington football team. The next guy is Jalen Hurts. He's, he starts off our next little tier here. Jalen Hurts, he's at 6900 Do you think that's the right price for him, or should it be more? He still seems too cheap. Um, I'm not sure why he went down $100. Uh, I know watching that game, he's, he's not the best quarterback. Um, he's good fantasy-wise. He's a really good fantasy quarterback. Uh, but he just kind of gets there late, you know, some of that garbage time like Blake Bortles used to do back on those Jaguars teams. So 
the way he's priced, it should be higher just because you're looking for, what, 21 points to get three mm-hmm. times the value. He's got 21 every single game, so he's getting there. Uh, it may be ugly how he gets there, but he's getting there. So with the, the history that he's had, uh, yeah, he's definitely underpriced and probably should be, I'd say, about four to $500 more. Okay, I I agree with you. He he seems to be able. To, and, and you stole my Bortles reference, man. That's okay though. Hey, <laughs> uh, the only bad the bad thing about it is he does it with his legs. He's not spreading it around to the receivers as much, or even the tight end. We'll have to see about Goddard at some point. But it, it seems to be a one man show there in Philadelphia right now. And at some point, somebody's got to be able to figure that out. Let's go all the way down to Tua. Okay, let's go down to it this week okay. against the Atlanta Falcons defense. He's uh, 5,500, and we're going to work our way all the way up to Ryan Tannehill. Okay, and we just play a little would you rather on these quarterbacks. Would okay. you rather Would you rather have Tua or Matt Ryan this week? This is tough because they're actually graded pretty similarly. Um, I think I'm going to lean Matt Ryan, though. Uh, I like the way Tua played in London. Uh, but he's still, you know, questionable coming off uh, the ribs. There's the the trade rumors now. I don't know what you want to believe, but the the Sean Watson rumors have come back up that he's potentially close to being traded to Miami. Not sure how true that is, but that would probably mean that Tua gets shipped out if that's the case. So then you start to wonder if that's going to play a part with the, the team and their chemistry and the mentality. Uh, you look at Matt Ryan, he's gone for 24-plus. Uh, uh, his last two games, he's gone for 22-plus and three out of the last four. He's going to be getting Calvin Ridley back, uh, going up against the Dolphins team that, that has struggled here lately on the defensive end themselves. Uh, so I do prefer Matt Ryan here at 5,700. The thing I could tell you about, too, uh, uh, because he had a very similar situation in Alabama whenever he arrived on campus with Jalen Hurts uh, mm-hmm. being there as well in Alabama. A very, very dynamic young man in Tuscaloosa. But I think okay. it's because you nobody had ever seen somebody else be able to throw like that before in Tuscaloosa, right? Because he had a, he had an incredible arm in college. Yeah. I think that his athleticism does not transcend to the NFL level, so he's not necessarily that big dog there. I think he's still trying to figure out his way. This is not going to help that situation at all uh with him, I don't believe and the team chemistry. So I like what you said there. Would you rather have Ryan or Darnold this week against the Giants? I'm sticking with with Matt Ryan. Darnold, he's starting to come back down to earth a, a little bit. You look at back-to-back weeks, nine fantasy points, uh, 17, and, and that was some garbage time themselves just trying to get back in that game against the Vikings. Uh, starting to hurt, obviously, without McCaffrey. Robbie Anderson's not doing him any favors. Nothing. He's dropping balls out on the field. I know he, he caught one late there to kind of save his day, but – uh, it's just tough for Darnold, so I'm just going to stick with, with Matt Ryan until he can kind of short up a bit, show that he was the guy that he was earlier on in the season. Ryan, Ryan or Carr? Uh, Matt Ryan. So Matt Ryan's probably going to be the the guy all the way up to Tannehill for me. Um, I really like Matt Ryan. I really like this matchup. Again, he's starting to look better. you got to assume that he's starting to get more comfortable with Arthur Smith. And the coaching staff there, they're they're using, um, you know, Kadero Patterson got Pitts involved in London, uh, coming off of the bye week themselves. Uh, so I do like Matt Ryan quite a bit, um, probably up until Tannehill. Uh, Tannehill's one that you can maybe take a shot on. I think a lot of folks are still going to be on Henry in that running game because he's just a monster. Uh, but again, you're looking at the highest over under on the slate. They'll probably be trailing. 
if they're trilling, they're not going to be able to use Henry. So I think Tannehill is probably the one I would take over Matt Ryan. But otherwise, in this group, Matt Ryan's my guy. All right. Well, we're going to move on to the next group then. 5,500 or 5,400 with Daniel Jones, who's no longer my guy. I own <laughs> Daniel Jones. And the rest of it. Do you see any sleepers in this field at all? And do not say Justin Fields. Pierre, there's, I'm not believing you if you do. <laughs> Well, I think you got to say Justin Fields. Um, oh, it's tough. I know it's tough. Uh, he hasn't looked great. He he really hasn't. But he, he seems to be serviceable uh, a bit against Green Bay. He made a, a decent little drive at the end where he hit Mooney for a touchdown. Uh, he, he got a little bit more rushing. So he had six attempts, 43 rushing yards, which is good to see. Gives him a rushing floor. We know Tampa Bay all season's given up, you know, some some points to the opposing team, whether they're trailing uh, trying to pass from behind, whether it's the rushing that happened with, with Hurts, you know, down at the end of the game against Philly. Uh, so just the fact of what Tampa does, they kind of they kind of filter a lot of their 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 defense filters the ball through the air. So they're going to try to take away the running game. Uh, you got Herbert, who right now is still the main guy. Damian Williams hasn't been cleared from COVID. Uh, Montgomery's on the IR, so Fields is going to be forced to throw, which is what you know the Bucks want you to do, and he should be able to get some points. You know, even again, it could be garbage time, but I don't mind Fields at, at 5,300 at all. Uh, I think Daniel Jones is still in play. I know folks like yourself will probably be sour off a bit, uh, given what he did against the Rams, but you know, the Rams have one of the top defenses in the league. Uh, he's coming off the concussion that week as well. Um, so you got to be a little more healthy from that standpoint uh, when it comes to that. And you're, he's not facing the Rams. He's facing Carolina whose defense may not be as good as we thought <laughs> they were uh, earlier on in the season either. Uh, again, he has rushing upside, which is really big when it comes to fantasy, when they can get you, you know, a floor of, you know, four to five points on the ground. Uh, he may still have to run depending on the Saquon uh, ankle injury. So I don't mind Daniel Jones down there either. Uh, Heineke, uh, again, similar situation, probably going to be behind uh, against the actual Packers. Um, he he might have a, a target. I know two was kind of rumored to potentially be going to Washington. Uh, Fitzpatrick could be coming back soon, so he's kind of got a, a radar on him now to really perform and, and try to keep that starting job. Really underperform against the Chiefs last week, so I don't mind Heineke at 5,200. Matt Jones still in play at 53 against the Jets. So, again, we talked about this earlier in the year. They're not really guys that I would play because the upside's not there. But if you're looking for someone cheap uh, that helps you kind of build the rest of your lineup, I think all those guys are fine. I feel so cheated this week, Pierre. Cheated. Cheated? Uh, What's that? Well, because Case Keenum is playing on Thursday and he's not in the main slate. And that's, <laughs> you know, that's right there where my target is, as a Case Keenum. They're this saving week. you from yourself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're moving on to tight end next. I want to switch it up a little bit. So let's go over right. to tight end real quick. And, of course, Travis Kelsey is sitting there at a Z top of the list for Travis Kelsey at 7,600, mm -hmm. all the way over to Hawk. At 6,100, okay? Or 5,100 for uh, Hawkinson. Uh, let's okay. just talk about those guys real quick, and I will ask you to rank them. I will give you a minute to think about it as I run through these prices. Travis Kelsey at 7,600. Waller at 6,700. Mark Andrews at 6,000. Kyle Pitts, 5,900 after a last time he kind of a coming out party for Kyle Pitts. And a <laughs> TJ Hawkinson at 5,100. How would you rank those five players? Well, you start with Kelsey. Uh, he's going to be number one at all times. Uh, 
7,600. Still fairly cheap. It's not the 7K it was last week. Uh, he's gotten a little banged up himself, but he's still the, the top tight end in the game. So I go Kelsey first. I think I lean Mark Andrews second. Uh, he, he's starting to see more and more targets with Lamar. They didn't even have to pass the ball that much um, against the Chargers. They were up pretty big, scored a lot of touchdowns on the ground. Uh, he's still got six targets, five for 68 and a touchdown. Uh, that's coming off 13 and eight and seven. So I do like Mark Andrews a little better than Waller, which is shocking because, you know, start the season, 19 targets. Everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's Waller season. And he's kind of been, you know, average really uh, since then, seven, 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 eight, five, uh, which was a season low last week. Uh, it is Philly, so that they should be able to pass the ball more against Philly. So Waller would probably come in third uh, for me, followed by Pitts, uh, and then Hawkinson would come in fifth. Uh, I was just – at the bottom again it's the rams uh good defense so he'll be my last one there yeah i was wondering how far waller would 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 fall in that bin i i knew he wouldn't fall below hawkinson but i just wondered if pitts was going to make it above waller it'd be it might be real close against that miami contest this week uh i'd probably play yeah, pitts just, just to save that 800 potentially my, my one concern there is that you know they're getting calvin ridley back so pitts's big game was when calvin ridley was out uh, there in London, he should be back there. So that's going to still weigh targets because uh, Calvin Ridley is obviously the, the, the one right receiver one for the Falcons. So that would be my my main concern with Pitt. So here's my other question concerning these five guys. Mm-hmm. How, how many points do you th- think Kelsey's going to get? Probably about 20. Okay. 20. 20. We'll say 20. How many points do you think Waller will get? Waller? Yeah, he's been around 10, so I'd probably go up 13, 14, maybe 15. 14 it is. We'll meet in the middle. Andrews, how many points for Andrews? Not much more than that. I'd say say 15, 16, so let's say 16. 15 it is. Let's say Kyle Pitts. (laughs) How many points for Kyle? Uh, Kyle will be right below. Let's go 12. 12 points. And Hawk, Hawkinson, how many points for Hawk? It's just not seen it. Probably eight or nine for Hawk. Okay, nine points. We'll put nine points for Hawkinson. That's 34. That's 44. 49. 59. That's 61. That's 70 points, Pierre. 70 points for those top six. Uh, mm-hmm. Top five. Top five. Would you rather have? Do you think those top five would outscore the next six? 4,700 from Jaseki or Gaseki, however you want to say it, all the way down to 3,700 with Jones. Who do you think would score more, those top five? Or those next six, we got uh, Gronk. Well, we can throw Gronk in. It's tough to. I don't know if Gronk's going to play or not. I don't know. So, so I'm taking <laughs> Gronk out of the equation. Jaseki, Goddard, Higby, Henry, Ertz, or Ricky Seals, Jones. Which one? Which group is going to score more points? And we can switch out Gronk for Goddard. Goddard for Gronk. Whoever ends up playing. I'd probably go with the the latter. I'd probably go with the the bottom guys. Um, obviously that. That depends on Goddard. Uh, he needs to come off the the COVID list, but um, there's still there's still some good guys in this group. Gisecki, yeah, it really is. He's playing really well. You know, had a you know nine targets, eight catches for one fifteen, um, and two was returned last week. Had seven, six, and twelve before that. Good matchup as well uh, against the Falcons. So I like Gisecki. Goddard's going to be the the main guy once he gets back. Now that Zach Ertz has been traded. Um, so you got to feel like uh, Hertz is going to start to get some targets to him. 
Uh, when it comes to that, we just mentioned Ertz, so he's he's traded now, so he's the main guy in Arizona. We saw Mac Williams really be successful um, as a lone tight end before he got hurt there in Arizona, so you got to figure Ertz is going to be able to pick up where he left off. Uh, Hunter Henry keeps burning me week after week. <laughs> he's now scored double digits three weeks in a row. Um, he's playing less snaps than Johnny Smith, actually, but he's the beneficiary uh, of all the, the passes there, so Hunter Henry's solid. Higby, you know, I love the the Rams offense in general. Uh, he's playing a part of it. So those guys, you know, they have a lot of the same volume um, when it comes to the the top guys. And then Ricky Seals Jones, he's he's probably getting the most snaps of all. <laughs> you know, he's playing ninety plus percent. Uh, good matchup again against uh, the Packers. He's gotten you know, six targets, nine targets, got in the end zone last week, thirty seven hundred. He's grading out points per dollar only below Travis Kelsey. Uh, so he could have another upside game as well. So I think I'd take my chances with the extra person and uh, take the six over the five up top. Yeah, it's just crazy to think about it that way. And that's how my mind works. Kelsey Waller, Andrews, Piss, Hawkinson. Eh, you would you would say those guys separate themselves from everybody else. And mm-hmm. maybe one-on-one they do. Uh, but I I even think that uh, they, they don't whenever we put them against this next group here. And I would almost say, can I just say, I don't know that anybody was necessarily drafting in redraft leagues, depending on the size of the league, of course, a Mm -hmm. Gusecki, a Henry, a Ertz, a Jones. They were all questioning those guys at best going into the season. Some people were probably uh, drafting Higby at some point for some reason. I don't know what that would be, but (laughs) it probably were. Yeah, a lot of them were just at the the bottom, you know, bottom of drafts, uh, either the backup or or the third uh, for some of those big drafts where you Mm -hmm. need depth. Uh, Higby, I think some took him early just because they knew Everett was gone. He seemed to do really well without Everett uh, in the lineup. So once he got to Seattle, that made sense. But yeah, you're you're right with the other ones. I took a lot of Ertz, but even myself, to be completely honest, I was doing it because I thought he would get traded. And so when he didn't, I was like, oh boy, I made a mistake. But obviously <laughs> it's helped out. He's got traded now. So hopefully those shares uh, work out in my favor. All right, let's talk about the rest of the field. $3,600 for Evan Ingram or the rest of the bunch. Do you see anybody in there that are sleepers? I what I see that maybe I that, that looks appealing to me because of the way he played last week in the offense was O.J. Howard. I know he's going against the Bears defense, but he's still only 3400 And I think he had like seven targets last week, 49 yards and a touchdown. So he got 17 DraftKings points. Mm-hmm. But it was really that he looked so comfortable in that offense running really good routes in my opinion yeah he looked he looked good um a lot of folks had him too in the the whole showdown uh, type slate there and it was good to see you know coming off the injury i was i was happy for him you got to watch the gronk news obviously if gronk's back that's going to sure. eat up go going to eat into some of oj howard's uh time on the field but you know big snaps he still got 65 percent of the snaps uh which out snap came and break by about six percent uh, five plays so he's solid there don't mind him going down actually I know I mentioned uh, Johnny Smith I don't mind Johnny so I know he hasn't gotten the targets he's not who everyone thought he was going to be leaving Tennessee uh, but again he's on the field so he has a chance to get the ball actually out snapped Hunter Henry uh, 39 to 37 uh, last week uh, they were tied at 63 uh, percent with 40 snaps the week before that so twenty eight hundred, you're getting about a thirteen hundred dollars savings from Henry uh, with Johnny Smith. Uh, so again, a lot of folks aren't on him. He's really cheap, so he's someone you can turn to there. I wish that I could trust Ferkshire 
Um, I'm going to mention just because the Chiefs, they're like one of the worst teams against tight mm-hmm. ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just saw, obviously, Ricky Seals-Jones, you know, get behind a secondary and score there. If Ferkshire was was in play, it would be this week. His snaps last week against Buffalo concerned me. Uh, they ran out a lot of Jeff Swain uh, in blocking downs, and I wonder if that's just because, you know, they were able to run the ball with Henry. If they get behind and they're forced to throw, I feel like Ferkshire could be more in the mix. Not sure I'll play him, but, you know, at 3,100, there's, there's worse folks. You could take a chance on it tight end there. Uh, down below, there's not really too many. I mean, a dart throw could be like a Hayden Hurst, a Cole Komet, uh, but I'm not sure you need to go there at all. Yeah, I can understand that. I, Cole Komet looks appealing to me in so many different formats because he is seeing the field a lot, and Jimmy Graham is no longer even an option there. But mm-hmm. then I think of Justin Fields throwing to him and Matt Nagy calling the plays, and I just go in the corner and I weep. Yeah, <laughs> Real man tears. <laughs> Real man tears. And then Aaron Rodgers comes up from behind me and slaps my face. All right, let's go on to the next tier. Let's go on to the wide receivers, okay? Let's go over here. Uh, And, of course, uh, Devontae Adams, 8,900. By the way, Pierre, I don't think that we've seen anybody hit that 10K mark this year. I I went back even to CMC, and I don't think he was at 10K at the beginning of the year. I could be mistaken on that at this point. But, But I'm still waiting. We're still waiting for the 10K player this year. Yeah, right now it seems like it's going to probably be Derrick Henry uh, with it. the way he's tearing it up. I know he's up to, to 9,500. We'll get to him when we we get to the actual running backs. I do think that McCaffrey was there to start the season. Um, again, I have to look back at that. It may have been like 99 or something like that. So he may have been $100 short uh, now that I think about it. But I think Henry would probably be the one currently that gets there. Uh, Devontae Adams, again, I, I didn't I didn't like the game logs that I saw. Uh, against the Bears, uh, he just really seemed to to kind of take a backseat, and he did so again. You know, he had five targets, season low, uh, caught four for 89. Uh, so I feel like this could be a, a bounce back spot for him where he's more involved. They try to feed him since he was able to take a backseat for him and then still get the win against Chicago last week. Yep, so you're giving uh, – we're going to play we or no from Adams okay. all the way down to Evans at 6,500. You're giving Adams a we this week at 8,900 to get to that 24-25 DraftKings points. We, we. I think they'll they'll need him. Uh, he'll be able to abuse, I feel like, Washington football team, so we for Adams. Tyreek Hill is bouncing in here at 8,600. The Cheetah, will he get to three times his value? Uh, we, if he's healthy, I, I feel like this is a big week for him. And again, you're looking at both these guys. They're playing the 31st and the 32nd ranked defenses mm-hmm. against the pass. Uh, they're the clear cut, clear cut top uh, wide receiver options on their team. I know you can sometimes argue with Kelsey, but I do think it's Tyreek Hill. Uh, he's seen, you know, 12, 13, 12 targets uh, three weeks in a row. So I do think Tyreek Hill will get there also. What about a little Cooper Cup action this week in Detroit? Uh, you know, this is a slower week for what I think the, the Rams are. And might be one of those off weeks where they're able to get other people involved and get them theirs and not have to lean on Cup as much. Will he get to his three times value at 8,400? So I'm going to go no. Um, this feels a little too high for, for Cup. And he's actually priced where he should be. Uh, so he's finally up where he should be price-wise, uh, up above 8K. Uh, but I, a lot of times with Detroit, they've struggled against the, the run. Um, when you look at the actual spread of this game, you know, they're favored by what, 15 points. Mm-hmm. So they shouldn't have to really pass the ball too much. I'm not sure Detroit will keep this close. 
I, I think it might be more a running game. And if so, you, you really won't need to have uh, Cup involved as much. So I'm going to go no with Cup. Hopkins is in a similar situation, but it's his return to Houston. He's at 7,700. He's been really on fire the last couple of weeks. It seems like they're trying to get him active and involved. Mm -hmm. He must be feeling a lot better. At 7,700, he's got to get to that 22, 23-point price range. Will he do it this week? So I want to say no, but it's against the Texans, and it's hard for me not to to understand that that revenge-type factor. You know, they didn't want to pay him his money. Instead, they traded him off. Uh, they ended up, you know, letting go of the coach. That was a part of that. So that coach isn't there at least anymore. So like like you stated earlier, it's a different regime. Uh, so I think he's going to get in the end zone, but I, I'm i probably going to stick with no. I don't, I don't know if he'll get that 21 to 24 that we need, but I do expect a touchdown. He might be where he's been the last couple of weeks, right at 20, where he comes up just short. Okay. DJ Moore, really interesting. He's a he's a fascinating case study. I think Sigmund Freud, I need to call him in for a little DJ Moore analysis at some point because I just can't <laughs> figure him out. He's at 7,100. We are no for him. I'm going to stick with no, but I mean, he's getting the targets to get there. Um, yeah. I'm just concerned about Darnold right now and kind of his the way he's playing, the way he's throwing the ball are my concerns. Uh, so I'm going to go no. Yeah, and and McLaurin is the same way. I, he's got to be injured trying to battle through something. This Washington team is falling apart at the seams. They, he <laughs> comes in at 6,900 right now. We are no for him. He's going to see a lot of volume on Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to go no still. Um, he saw eight targets last week, but hamstrings always scare me uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to you know your receivers and really anybody just because the way they have to cut, run routes, uh, it really – I think it plays with them. So I'm going to go no with McLaurin, even though the Packers secondary is a little banged up. It's just hard to trust right now. This guy's coming in at a very cheap price against a very bad defense. He's <laughs> very well rested. 6,600 for Calvin Ridley. We or no? I'm going to go. We, I'm glad that Ridley's back. I feel like he's uh, definitely in play for sure. Uh, coming off kind of a bye week of his own. You know, because he didn't travel with them uh, to London against the Jets. Uh, 66, the really cheap price tag for uh, a guy of his caliber, cheap as he's been all season. Uh, he's gotten 8, 10, 11, 13 targets in the games he's played. Uh, I expect him to kind of have a bounce back spot here. So I do like Ridley, uh, 6,600. That's a wee. I do too. And I think that Mike Evans is priced right where he should be against the Chicago Bears. I, I, will he hit that value? I say you're going to say we. Am I right? No, you're not. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to go no with, with Mike Evans. It's just hard to, to trust the, the Tampa receivers. It's the, the tough thing for me. You don't know whose week it's going to be. Uh, here lately has been Antonio Brown's week. Um, I think uh, one of his counterparts are, are probably going to be where I lean this week. Uh, so I'm going to go no with Mike Evans, just not sure uh, if he's going to get the volume. Because, again, he, he saw the 9, 10, 12, 8, which was great. Then he went down to 4. Uh, does he get involved this week? Maybe. Uh, but just for his price, I think I'd rather save on one of his teammates. At 6,400, Robert Woods, old Bobby Trees, comes walking into the room. <laughs> all the way down to 5,600. And uh, Jalen Waddle who seems to have a pretty good connection, or at least forcing uh, Tua to throw him every single pass there in Miami. Out of those guys, can you give me two or three that you just absolutely love? Yeah, I'd probably go with Sterling Shepard, uh, 5,600. 
he saw good chemistry with Daniel Jones before he got hurt, you know, the first couple weeks. And he came right back to that. Uh, 14 targets last week, 10 catches for 76 yards. Uh, you still got a, a banged-up Kenny Galladay. You got Kadarius Tony, who's hurt now with his ankle. Uh, so they're really going to have to lean on Shepard quite a bit. So I like him at 5,600 for sure. Uh, going up, uh, A.J. Brown, 6,300. Kind of had a, a little bit of a, a coming out um, for himself uh, against the Bills. He had nine targets, uh, caught seven of them for 91, seemed to have a little bit of burst. Uh, obviously, he was injured himself. Uh, then he had an illness. But he seems to be right. Uh, we mentioned earlier the over-under in this game up at 57. Uh, so they're going to have to, you know, really put up points to, to keep up with Kansas City. Uh, so I don't mind him at all at 6,300 as well. I don't know if there's another one in this group. It's probably going to be Waddle. Um, 5,600. Uh, you got to watch the news with the, Devontae Parker. If he's still out, um, I know Preston Williams missed. It was pretty much Waddle. Uh, Gasecki at tight end, and then I think Matt Collins uh, was the receiver that saw the most snaps. Uh, when it came to the Dolphins, the Falcons give up points through the air as well. They they struggle um, when it comes to defensively, so Waddle at 5,600 would be in play again if Parker, Preston Williams, those guys miss again. Yeah, that yards per catch, though, is just astonishing to me that what Waddle's <laughs> not able to do at this at this next level. They're just not having they're just not being able to air that out. Uh, very interesting. Uh, all right. So let's go to the next one. Right, we're going to go from rugs at fifty five hundred. Okay. OK, down to Higgins at forty nine hundred. OK, so rugs to Higgins. Let's see here if we can play a little sabotage. I'll yeah. give, uh, yeah, yeah, buddy. We're trying to, we're trying to set each other up for failure. So we're looking at players that we wouldn't necessarily want to play in our lineup, but that we would want our opponent to play. So rugs there, fifty five hundred down to Higgins at forty nine hundred. Um, I, I let me go first. Okay, let, okay. Let, let me go first. And I'm going to skip Kadarius Tony and anything like that because he he may not be able to be able to play this week. I, I'll I'll tell you who I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with AJ Green. I uh-huh. think A.J. Green gets the week off in Arizona. He's at 5,100. He has only got to get to 15 or so for us. He's averaging about eight, uh, 13 DraftKings points. But I just don't think they're going to have to do much. And let's just keep A.J. healthy for another week until we have to actually do something. I think that's going to be the game plan. Let's get some of the young bloods a touchdown this week. And, of course, Hopkins. So I'm going to give you A.J. Green because <laughs> I think he's going to fail. Yeah, it's a pretty good pick. Uh, like you said, you mentioned Hopkins. I, I feel like they'll probably try to get Ertz involved um, a little bit as he arrives there. So, I mean, they have a high point total. That's the only thing that's scary. <laughs> yeah. projected to score like 32, but I think you're right there. So, for you, I'm going to go with Jamison Crowder, 4,900, going up against the Patriots at New England. Uh, for one, he has the, the rookie uh, throwing it to him, Zach Wilson. He's kind of been up and down this season. Uh, you look at the the Patriots defense, they tend to try to take away, you know, your your top player players. It could be Corey Davis, but it also could be Crowder as well. So I just don't I don't like him. I don't like the the game uh, really in general when it comes to New England and the Jets. They got a 42 and a half point total uh, for that game, which is tied for the lowest with the Giants in Carolina. So Jamison Crowder would be my sabotage. I know you're a smart guy, but if you weren't a smart guy, Pierre, you would think I was doing you a favor by letting you take Allen Robinson this week. Uh, <laughs> but Allen Robinson, I mean, his highest point total of the year has been 10. 
10, and he's still priced at 5,100. So good luck getting that kind of value out of him. He's about to drop into the 4K range. It's just crazy. Please set Allen Robinson free. Please. <laughs> it's been ugly. It's been ugly. I know it hurts you to say that, uh, yeah. being the, the Bears fan. I actually thought that Fields would kind of open things up for him. Uh, but maybe the passing game was better with Dalton. Who knows? Uh, but, again, the only, my only concern is Tampa really does give up a lot of points through the air. So, I mean, this it. could be the week. I, I don't know. It will be. Uh, we've said that a couple of times about him now. So, uh, this definitely could be a sabotage. I would probably go up to Ruggs uh, right at the top at, at 5,500. He's just really boom or bust uh, when it comes to his play. Um, so, it's quite possible he can boom. But if he busses, you're going to be down at the 6, 8 mark. Uh, it's only getting, you know, what? Six targets, four targets, three targets. Um, he's not getting many targets, and a lot of them are, are big plays. So if they don't connect, uh, he's not going to really pay off from a point total. Uh, so Henry Ruggs will be my sabotage for you uh, against the, the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to give you another one here, and it's just because I don't trust him much at all, and that's Jacoby Myers. I don't trust him. I don't trust that New England Patriot offense much at all as far as the passing game goes. We already talked about them looking for Hunter Henry. I think that they're going to want to make sure that uh, this game stays where it's uh, – they're not going to air it out. We know that. So uh, Jacoby <laughs> Myers, I know he gets a lot of targets. I, I know he saw 12. He saw 14. But surely Nelson Aguilar has got to find a way to be a squeaky wheel in that. In, in that, you would think so. You would think so. Anyway, so I'm going to give you to Kobe. He hasn't been squeaky yet. He's just been rolling, rolling, rolling. Yeah, cashing that paycheck. Is what he's been doing. <laughs> doing much. Yeah, he got a big one too. So I'm not sure there. Jacoby Meyer seems to be seems to be that guy. I, I thought it was going to be Nelson Aguilar too. You know, given the contract that they paid him. But you know, even Kendrick Bourne's coming up with bigger plays. Uh, than yep. Aguilar so far. So, yeah, I'm on the fence with Myers. I'm not sure if anyone else necessarily sabotages. Uh, again, it could be Corey Davis. I know I mentioned Crowder. It really is going to depend on who Belichick tries to take away. If it's Corey Davis, then he could obviously be on the opposite end uh, of Crowder at 5,200 and, and be the one they take away. So he'd probably be the only other one. But I, I kind of like Devontae Smith, uh, Christian Kirk. Uh, he's been a little more consistent than he's been in the past. So that'd probably be where I stop there would be Davis. Sure, I understand. Uh, is it going to be a T. Higgins week this week? I really need him to bounce back a little <laughs> bit. I, 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 I traded Chase for T. Higgins in another package deal, trying to um, stir up my team. Well, I, I, I had a lot of injuries, so I've got to look for volume. And T. Higgins did seem to be one of those trustworthy guys at the beginning of the season who was out-targeting Chase at some point. And I thought that the defenses may start concentrating on Chase a little bit more and opening things back up for T. Higgins. That's what I was hoping. Is it going to be a T. Higgins week for me? I think so. I mean, I like T. Higgins. I, I like him a lot. I, I thought he would be the, the main receiver there as well, um, especially with the fact that, you know, Chase missed the whole season of college last year. He didn't look the best in preseason. Uh, he looked at the first couple of weeks and you saw Higgins, you know, being the one, benef the beneficiary of those, those targets, touchdowns. Um, you think that they're going to maybe start to, to gang up on Chase? I know it's hard because he's beating guys. Uh, pretty bad, but the, the Ravens have a pretty good secondary. They got Marlon Humphrey and a few other guys uh, that can maybe, you know, keep up with Chase. And you expect one of these guys to go off. When you got three guys, you got Higgins, you got Chase, you got Boyd. One of them is going to have a solid game. There's just too many weapons and too good of a quarterback for Burrow. 
Uh, so I do like Higgins, 4900 uh, cheap price. Uh, so I, I think he can get there. Willie, I don't know, but I'd be willing to take the risk at his price. I understand. Thank you for that vote of confidence there. And it's going to be a CJ Uzama week is what it's going to be. Hey, uh, we got Robbie Anderson and the rest of the field here. We need some sleepers. No, I know. Yeah, I know. I know he's a no. I know he's a no. I actually, uh, we're looking for sleepers here for the rest of this field. And and I'll start Mm -hmm. us off while you kind of gander at things. I still like Darnell Mooney a lot better than I like Allen Robinson. And I know that Tampa Bay defense and secondary is really banged up, but Mooney seems to be that deep threat far more so than Allen Robinson and he has that connection with fields so I'm going to say Darnell Mooney at 4600 he's the guy to own there in Chicago this week yes I like Mooney a lot I like him last year I like his, his route running tree um, and it feels like he does have that connection with fields so again we, we mentioned Tampa secondary so he could definitely pay off um, I'm targeting the that that big high over under game I like McCoe Hartman at 4300 uh, starting to see some some decent targets. You know, he saw five last week, caught four of them, saw 12 the week before that. Uh, his snap count continues to go up. Again, this is a pretty bad secondary there in Tennessee. Uh, we saw, you know, Diggs and Sanders. Beasley had a pretty good game. Uh, so I feel like that could be the case. You're looking at 31-point total for the Chiefs. So I do like McCole Hartman at 43 as a guy that can save you some salary and maybe get you off a, a Tyree kill or a Kelsey if you want to be different. Yeah, I, I can see that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna put out pull out a Russell Gage who's had all year long to heal from whatever injury <laughs> it was that he had. He he was really effective in that offense last season, or at least that was something Matt Ryan looked for, especially towards the end of the year. I'm not sure that things have changed all that much in uh in in Atlanta, but he's at 4K this week, so all he's got to get to is 12, and I think he did that on a regular basis when healthy last year. So I'm looking at a little Russell Gage action to get me off of risk and maybe that would be my contrary in play in that game. It's possible. He, he wasn't on the injury report finally. Uh, a lot of big hype. You know, he, he closed the season really well last year. Uh, he didn't start off well. You don't know if that's because of injury or not. So we'll see kind of how that plays out. But, you know, 4K it could be worth a shot if you want to get off Ridley, uh, get off Pitts, et cetera. Uh, there's a guy that's down at 3,400 that I, I really have my attention on and, that's a rookie uh, first-round pick, Rashad Bateman, uh, there for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, just came off the injury list himself uh, last week. Played more snaps than I thought he would. He played uh, 65% of the snaps uh, last week coming off of injury. Uh, had six targets. Only caught four for, for 29. But, you know, six targets was second uh, really to, what, I think Andrews. Uh, basically, Andrews, Marquise Brown, and, and Bateman were the ones that really – Soaked up the targets from Lamar Jackson, and that was in a game where they really didn't have to throw. Uh, winning 34 to six, if the Bengals can keep this close, uh, I don't mind Bateman at all. 3400, he should be even a week healthier, so that 65 percent of the snaps could go up, and the targets are already there. Yeah, I, I can, I can totally see that, and I know you've got this infatuation with Hardman, but I'm just going to keep saying that <laughs> it is, <laughs> it is my guy Robinson each and every week. I think he caught a touchdown last week. If I'm not mistaken, he's one of those guys that Patrick Mahomes just seems to look for. And with a high point total like that, if you want to be contrarian from everybody else, and I know that he's not going to rack up the tremendous amounts of yards for you each and every week, but he had uh, 14 DraftKings points last week. He's hit that 14 point total twice this year at 3,400. He might be that guy that you can pivot from everything else. He had six targets last week, so they're looking for him. 
Yeah, he just he seems like one he has to get a touchdown. If he doesn't get a touchdown, yep. you're you're probably tough. Whereas Hartman, he's had some a couple games where he he didn't get in the end zone, but he still hit double digits. Uh, you know, hit five for fifty five, got ten. Nine for seventy six, no touchdowns, got sixteen. Uh, almost got to double digits last week, but four for sixty two. So that's the only thing I just feel like Robinson has to score. Whereas Hartman, they kind of keep him involved, uh, even with some rushing every once in a while that he doesn't necessarily have to get in the end zone to to pay off his price. I can understand that. And everybody needs to look for MVS if he's on the IR spot somewhere. Uh, I think he's about ready to come off the IR here in a little bit, in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, nobody else in that in that Packer lineup has stepped up necessarily to become the number two. And I don't know that anybody will, but <laughs> I mean, MVS is out there. <laughs> MVS is out there probably. Yeah, they got Devontae Adams, so they, they do okay. Uh, <laughs> he's a one-handed <laughs> two. He's a left hand and a right hand. Hey, Pierre, wonderful job so far. All here on the DFS Dreamer podcast, we ask that you subscribe to the podcast podcast make sure you uh like the podcast you hit retweet you quit a quote tweet we really do appreciate you getting the news out there to everybody else about this dfs dreamer podcast on the fantasy impact today network at fi today with a little underscore on twitter is where you can find the show you can also find me at loafing on twitter don't forget about pierre at peewee 31 on twitter peewee we got to go over here to defense to save some money because you keep spending all my DraftKings money all right uh surprise not surprising to me the texans and lions are on the bottom of the lineup chart here as always they're at 2k they're at 2100 the titans are at 2100 the washington football team is at 2200 i would like for you to stop me as i keep reading these on anybody you would play first okay I, I, wouldn't, I, don't, I wouldn't stop you yet. <laughs> I know that. That's why I kept going. Eagles, 2,300. They're probably the first team I, w- I would consider yeah. at 23 going up uh, against the Raiders. Derek Carr, yeah, they, they played you know pretty well at Denver first game without Gruden. Uh, but he's still able to, to make some some turnovers. Uh, again, that's the Eagles defense isn't isn't terrible. Uh, I mean, I don't think they're that bad. They've they've gotten you know 12 points against Carolina. They got eight at Dallas, so they've actually played better on the road. Um, when you think about it, you know, look at their home games: one negative one and one. Look at their road games: ten, eight, and twelve. Uh, they're on the road, so I can probably consider the Eagles the lowest I would probably go this week at 2300. I don't mind the Chiefs. I know that sounds crazy because we know what Derrick Henry's going to do to him. But at the same time, Tannehill has just played so bad, and Julio's not going to be in there. I could see the Chiefs maybe being woke up and not being on cruise control after the loss they suffered a couple of weeks ago. And then last week they came out with a fury. Uh, and I, I just I wonder if it hasn't turned around for them and they haven't woke up and smelled the smelling salts. I'm not sure yet. I think I got to wait because Washington's not good. Uh-huh. Um, you, you had a, a banged up McLaurin. You had Gibson got hurt um, in that game. And obviously, Hayek is the, the quarterback there. So, you know, that first big, you know, half to, to Ricky, so- Ricky Seals-Jones, uh, they did kind of short up in that second half. But Tennessee is a better offense. Uh, Julio is day-to-day, so that's something to, to monitor because uh, he kind of re-injured his hamstring. But you got A.J. Brown back. Uh, you're going to have to keep, you know, honest with Derrick Henry because he'll, he'll just try to run you over. Um, so, I, I I don't know. It's tough. 2,600. Mm-hmm. I have to see them a little bit more, I think, uh, before I could play them. I wouldn't mind the Giants uh, there at 2,500. They really haven't done much yet. Uh, but when you look again, the way that Darnold's played here recently, 
they still don't have McCaffrey. He's on the IR now. Uh, Robbie Anderson stinks. Uh, so when you look at that, the, the Giants, I think, are in play at 2,500 uh, at home, uh, coming off an embarrassing loss to the Rams. I feel like this could be a, a bounce back type of spot for their defense. 2,500 is not bad for them. It was long as the, or as, as far as the more expensive defenses go, we have the Rams weighing in at 5K. That's, they got to get to 15, Pierre. I, I don't think that that can happen. I think that the Buccaneers at 4K, the second one, I think they could get there at 12. <laughs> I, I think they could get it to 18 this week, Pierre. I, I'm just having a really bad time as a Bears fan. I also love the Cardinals, <laughs> though, at 3,100. 3,100 against that Houston Texans defense. Um, look, Hopkins is going, but he might be rushing the passer before too long. TJ Watt's going to get five sacks. Well. I mean, this is 3,100. It seems like they're going to get to the, the nine, 10 point mark that they need to, to pay this off pretty easy. Yeah. They're in the, they're in the same position. The coach defense was last weekend. If you remember on the pod, I said the coats were, they were great. Now it's the, the top defense and they were only 3,500 and the same goes for the Cardinals this week. They're, they're great now as a top scoring defense, they're actually rated higher than the Buccaneers, than the Rams. Uh, and this is just total, you know, projection wise. This isn't even looking at points per dollar. I would pay attention and make sure Tyrod misses again. I, I think that he could change some things, uh, but if it's Davis mills, again, they're at Arizona. Texans are only projected to score 15 points. Uh, Cardinals defense has been just fine against good teams <laughs> this year, let alone a, a bad team. Uh, so I do think they're the top defense on the week. Uh, when it comes to the the defensive plays, I don't mind those that you mentioned. Uh, the Bucks they haven't really seemed to to gel like they did at the end of last year. Uh, that could be happening soon. They seem to be getting a little bit better, uh, but their secondary still banged up. Uh, you mentioned the Rams needing to get 15. They did get 16 against the Giants last week, but uh, you got Jared Goff on the other side. So there's there's some ways, there's some paths and avenues for them to get there. But I think the Cardinals are who I'm going to try to get to and play pretty much everywhere this week as long as Tyrod's still out. I can understand that. I, I, I just remembered something, and I don't remember much, so you're going to have to bear with me for a second because I'm pretty sure that the Texans play a terrible uh, uh, team here pretty soon. It, you Listen, they, they play. The Texans are going to end up playing the Jets. How much are the Jets? Is the Jets <laughs> defense going to be worth that week? Uh where are it's they going to be, be priced a, it's going to be a decent amount if it's still davis mills so tyrod's oh, getting closer but if it's still davis mills they might get up to that that 3k range themselves they've <laughs> been around the lower twos and if they're there and it's still davis mills you're gonna have to consider it you're gonna have to at least think about it the texans also play the jaguars this year and the Jaguars defense, how they might be at 5K though by the time. And I understand Tyrod may change some things, but still, that's a, yeah, because they they did play the Jaguars already. That was Week One, but they had Tyrod, and the Texans <laughs> actually won that game. So Tyrod makes a, a big difference for sure. Oh come on, Tyrod doesn't make a big difference. He I does was, uh, just because he's safer with the ball. Uh, he he can run it, um, but he doesn't take a lot of risk. Like he's he's like that stopgap quarterback. Like he has been, he goes to a team and he's just kind of, you know, managing the offense. He doesn't take big shots. He doesn't take big, big risk. Um, and that's why it's hard to, to score points as a defense against him is because he doesn't take those chances. Whereas Davis Mills still during the headlights at times because he's a, a rookie. You know, he had had injuries in college. So, I mean, it's just a different game for him. Whereas Tyrod's kind of that game manager that's just going to kind of 
you know, pick his spots and not really, you know, try to risk turning the ball over. He's trying to keep starting. You know, they shot that man in his lungs with a needle last year, and he lost his job. He's not taking any risk. He's going to play it safe to keep his job. Well, I have that same look sometimes making the <laughs> D- DK lineup that Mills has, okay? Right. Hey, let's go running back. Said, said your Giants lineup last week. <laughs> You try wrestling at a Zaxby's with a bunch of red Kool-Aid all over everything in front of you. and all co- Is it going to get in my shoes? Is it on my shoes? I don't know. Daniel, That's don't it, the Zaxby's at the fried chicken place? Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, I'd, have been, I'd have been in heaven. I'd have been good. I've been fine. I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> there was a red drink all over him, man. Hey, let's go over to running backs. We talked about Derrick Henry. Nobody's hit that 10K mark yet. And, and uh, we're, we're looking at these guys. I want to go all the way down to Uncle Lenny. Who has jumped up to sixty four hundred? <laughs> Uncle Lenny running away with that backfield. I want to go to those guys, and and I really I wanted to ask you to rank them. It looks like a long tier here, but mm-hmm. if McCaffrey's injured, Barkley is injured. He's there at sixty seven hundred. Let me run through this list, and then I'm going to ask you to rank these guys, okay? And I know Derrick Henry's going to probably be at the top, but Derrick Henry's coming in at ninety two hundred. Aaron Jones is at seventy five hundred. Uh, Daryl Henderson Jr. is at 6,600. Joe Mixon at 6,500. And Uncle Lenny is at 6,400 this week, Pierre. Would you mm-hmm. rank them any differently than what DraftKings has them? Yeah, slightly. So, obviously, Henry's at the top. Uh, again, the one concern I have with Henry is if the Chiefs get out quickly, um, yep. just because that's going to stop the Titans from being able to, to grind you out on the ground. Uh, but he will be one. I actually like Daryl Henderson uh, Jr. second at 6,600. Good call. Again, the, the Lions are the worst team uh, against the run. We just saw what, what Mixon did against them last week. Uh, I do like Daryl Henderson. Still seems too cheap to, to be getting the percentage that he gets in the, the backfield. Aaron Jones does probably come in number three uh, at 7,500. I do like him quite a bit. Uh, it's a high total there for the, the Packers. They're at about 29.3. You got to expect it's going to be either him or Devontae Adams. It's usually one or the other uh, for the most part. So he would be my my third one. Uh, or I think I'm going to lean Lenny over over Mixon this week. So I don't know. I like I like Baltimore's defense against the run. Mm-hmm. They, they seem to be a little better. Like they held Eckler um, in check. When you look at yes. Jonathan Taylor, a lot of his came through the the air. Like he had the big 75-yard touchdown on the screen pass, uh, whereas, I mean, I know they could do that with Mixon too, but I think I would lean Fournette. Uh, you're looking at Tampa being a you know 12-and-a-half-point favorite uh, against the Bears, uh, whereas when you look at Mixon, they're actually an underdog by six to the Ravens. They get behind. They're not going to have to run it. He's not going to get that volume. Uh, so I would go Henry, uh, followed by Daryl Henderson, then Aaron Jones, then Fournette, then Mixon. I can understand that, and that makes sense. And at some point for Baltimore during the season, things click. And when they click, Baltimore turns into a completely different team, especially that defense. And we may have seen that click last week, or (laughs) maybe it was that the Chargers were on vacation one week early. So maybe that's what it was, too. (laughs) All right. I don't know what world we're living in as far as DraftKings goes, but Cordero Patterson is coming in at 60 three 
hundred, Pierre. I, 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 it makes me speechless just to think of Cordero. <laughs> what kind of DFS zone are we actually in right now? But we can go from Cordero Patterson all the way down, I think, to J.D. McKissick. Is he at 5K? Is that, is that, am I reading that right? Yeah, I am. I am. Yeah. Yep, okay. He's down there. Um, let's be friends. Okay. Okay. Instead of enemies like we were earlier, let's be friends, Pierre. <laughs> and and let's pick one for the other. Let's alternate here and pick one over the other for you. I, I will and let me start off. Okay. Okay. I, I will actually pick uh somebody who I think you will like in this. And it's pivoting off of somebody that you liked earlier in the year, every single week. I'm going to give you James Connor with the Arizona Cardinals against the Houston Texans. He's coming in at 5,600. I think he can get to that 15-point range this week, and and I think I could save you a couple of dollars while I do so. I'm not sure we're friends anymore, Wes. Really? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't like the, the split. Um, you got Chase Edmonds there. Uh, I know Connor kind of gets the, the goal line work, but I don't know. That, that split worries me. His price is, is jumped up. He's only he's only hit that twice. So they were in week seven. He's hit more than 15 twice uh, against Jacksonville, against the Rams. So that's just concerning uh, to me. Uh, I think there's just better options there. But um, so to start, oh, yeah. I would I would give you Chuba Hubbard uh-huh. uh, there at 6100. Giants are really getting touched up on the ground. We saw Daryl Henderson and what he did. We saw Zeke. Uh, get to eat against the Giants. McCaffrey's on the IR. Uh, Chuba Hubbard's backfield right now. Matt Rule came out, said he needs to, you know, get the running game going, uh, get him more involved. Uh, you're looking for about 18. Uh, you look at the two weeks, uh, really, that he started here lately. He's got 21 and then 13. If he's going to be more involved than he has been from last week when he got 16 uh, touches in regards to rushing, he got three targets. Uh, you got to expect that to go up. Uh, so I like Chuba Hubbard in his matchup uh, against the Giants at 6,100 uh, against that 31st ranked defense against the run. Well, you may not like me with this pick either. I may be making <laughs> an enemy instead of a friend. But uh, I think that the game script is going to be there for J.D. McKissick to shine okay. through this week. He's at 5K. He's got to get to 15. He's done that at least three times this year. Uh, the bad thing is it's every other week he seems to do that. But <laughs> I think the Green Bay Packers are going to be blowing the Washington football team out of the water. Gibson is banged up. I, I think J.D. McKissick is going to be the guy that they end up turning to in the long run. This could be a McKissick week. Yeah, I don't mind that one. Um, okay. That's, that's a good one. Again, you, you mentioned it. It's all about the game script. Uh, I expect Green Bay to be up. Uh, that's why I had McKissick even in the lineup I built last week, just because it felt like, you know, they were going to be behind. Uh, they were going to have to pass the ball, which they did. I know Gibson got hurt, but he's still hurt. He's still banged up. 5K. Again, if they're trailing, he's going to be involved in that passing game. So I don't mind McKissick at all uh, for that price range. Good. I'm actually going give, to give, give you uh, DeAndre Swift uh, there with the Lions. So, again, he's he's more involved in the, the passing game work himself uh, when it comes to the Lions' backfield. You saw it last week. He, he got seven targets. He's gotten seven, six, six, seven, five, eleven targets. Uh, he's that pass catching back with the Lions. He's also getting rushing attempts. Uh, his his uh, split with Jamal Williams has been widening quite a bit where they're at about 70 to 30%. Uh, when it comes to the snaps now, uh, he's still only 6K. Uh, you look at that around that, you know, 8, 8, 18 mark. He's got 17, 22, uh, had an 8 stinker, had a 23, 11, 24. So he's, he's able to get there. He has the upside. 
again, they'll probably be trailing <laughs> the Rams in this game. So he's going to probably see even more snaps uh, for the passing down work. So my gift to you would be DeAndre Swift, 6K. Thank you. And I will give you then in return, Damian Harris at 5,700. I wish he didn't jump up as much as he did this week. Uh, he jumped <laughs> up 500 bucks this week in DraftKings, but man, he hit the 21 point mark. So that made him do so. But if, if the Patriots do the same thing to the Jets that they did last time with the four interception game from Zach Wilson, Damian Harris is going to find a good positive field script for him. And he'll be able to find the end zone a couple of different times for you. I believe, I believe at least he's still the lead dog there. And I'm glad to not see him on the injury report anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah, he looked he looked really good. Uh, obviously, he was banged up, so it's glad he played. Uh, he definitely showed up. They have played the Jets before. Uh, I think he got injured in that game, actually. But he, mm-hmm. he got 13 in that game. Uh, was off to a good start, 16 for 62 and a touchdown. Uh, so I don't mind David Harris there at all. Um, I, I, I do want to touch on, you know, Cordell Patterson. So we talked about him. Uh, 6,300 seems high, but when you look at how much he's involved, uh, even with just the, the 50 to 60% of the snap that he plays there in London, he got 14 rushing attempts, uh, yeah. the highest rushing attempts he's had all year, uh, got 14. He even got checked out for a concussion during that game. He still got 14, just rushing attempts there. Uh, he's getting, you know, seven plus targets pretty much every game. Uh, so he's, he's kind of that hybrid. Um, and I think he even had a quote that says, don't call me a running back. Don't call me a wide receiver. I'm an athlete. And he's showing he's an <laughs> athlete. They're using him as an athlete. Uh, the Dolphins have struggled uh, against the run. If he gets the yeah. run, and they struggle against the passes. If he gets the catches. And, and the, the bright side with how they use him, with bringing him out of the backfield, is oftentimes that gets you matched up with like a safety or a linebacker uh, trying to cover that running back. But he's a running back that can catch the ball. So he's going to beat you. Album coverage. So I like the way they use him. Uh, Sixty three hundred. I still think it's a good price for him. So Cadero Patterson will be my my friendly gift to you. Uh, twenty points. He's averaging twenty points of fantasy this season. Don't laugh when you say that. Uh, I think what's his name? Arthur Blank. Isn't that the owner's name? It I is. Think he, it is. I think he said that he has Cordero on his fantasy team. So that's why Cordero <laughs> is doing so well. I mean, he's been great. And honestly, my my wife loved him for years. Like she hated him at Minnesota because she hates the Vikings. He's been in Detroit. I think he's been with the Bears. You know, didn't you guys have him there in Chicago? So he's been basically throughout that whole division, but Packers. But now he's in the Falcons. Seems like he's found a his home. Uh, but he, he, you still got to play him at 6,300. Okay, Drake and the rest of the field, Pierre, we're looking for some people that are sleepers that we could save a lot of money off of uh, down here in the bottom of this tier. I'm not sure if I saw too many of them. I know Devontae Freeman looked really good last week with Latavius Murray even being a little bit banged up. But for Baltimore, he's at 4400 It's still too much money for me for Devontae Freeman. It is. Um, you don't know what's happening there with that that Baltimore uh, backfield for sure. You you saw Murray, like you said, get injured. Le'Veon Bell got in the end zone. People were checking to see if they went back <laughs> to the pass uh, with that. So it's a, this is a tough a tough area down here. Uh, actually, I do want to go back up just for a second. Okay. Uh, Miles Sanders, pay attention to him. Uh, Fifty one hundred. He hasn't been getting the ball enough, but they started getting him that ball late against Tampa. Um, he he kind of started bursting, so I, I keep him in mind at 5100 uh, at that price tag. If they they continue to give him the ball, and then we didn't mention uh, Daryl Williams uh, for the the Chiefs again. No Ceh, he saw 23 fantasy points. He went up about 900, but 
Uh, he's still in play there at, at 5,800 as well. I just wanted to mention those two. No, Down no, here yes. at the bottom, there's there's not much um, at all. I really don't like anyone. Maybe Michael Carter uh, there at 4,800. He's starting to, to see more touches uh, there in the Jets' backfield. He's gotten, you know, 10 or more points, uh, three out of his five games this season. Uh, so he'd probably be the only one. A.J. Dillon. Uh, if you feel like the Packers might blow out uh, the Washington football team, he's been getting some some decent work there, sharing with Aaron Jones. Uh, saw 11 uh, rushing attempts last week, saw eight, and then had four targets uh, that game against Cincinnati. Yeah. Saw 15 against Pittsburgh. So AJ Dillon, if you feel like he could kind of be scripted into that game at 46, wouldn't be bad. But those are really the only guys I I like down there. The only other thing I, I, the only other person I like, and it's because I think the game's going to end up being a blowout. And so I think he could almost have a full quarter to himself at the end of the game. And and at some point, the Detroit Lions have got to quit. I'm not saying put Sony Michelle in a stack. I'm not, but, <laughs> yeah. but you know, and, and I know you don't like this. I know you're not a fan of this, but to put Sony Michelle in a captain spot of a showdown lineup might really pay off for you because I do see Detroit possibly quitting. I know that they're one of those teams that seem to stay in there, stay in there, stay in there. But man, if you get beat down and you look over on the other sideline and Matthew Stafford's cutting it up, there's at some point you just got to say whatever. <laughs> and then Sony Michelle breaks off for a long, I, I don't mind Sony Michelle in a captain spot in the DraftKings lineup. I just, I don't like to predict blowouts. I know. That's the thing. You never know. The NFL's like a game you think should blow out. A lot of times they they don't they stay closer, especially uh, I always speak the prime time standalone games. If you follow me on Twitter, you see me always ranting. The underdog covers like seventy percent of the time when it comes to prime time standalone, and I feel like part of that's just the fact that it's the only game on uh, Vegas. You know, they're they're Vegas. They're they're gonna get their money back. So that's part of it. And the other part is the late afternoon. So that game of the week type of you know four o'clock four twenty five. You see a lot of that as well. You've, you've seen it with – even last week, you saw the, the Patriots and the Cowboys. Many folks thought the Cowboys were going to go in there and, and kind of blow the Patriots out. They barely won that game. So I really just get concerned myself with those games that you expect to blow out that are in that either late afternoon or primetime standalone slate. The underdogs just seem to play much better for whatever reason. Uh, so that would be my only concern with projecting Michelle as a blowout is those games don't tend to blow out like we think they will. Wow, that's I see. Like I just upgraded, you know. You just you just went and sat me down on your knee. I was in what the one hundred and one class. Now I feel like I'm in the what the two hundred and one. I don't know, Pierre. I never went to college that for that long. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, I just feel like I've upgraded there. Why right, do you just look so like the the Eagles? They covered Thursday night against the the Buccaneers, and the Seahawks covered the Steelers. Tennessee beat the Bills. So yeah, those those just happen. Yep. Yeah. No, you're you're right. I also was looking at uh, teams this week. Whenever I'm doing my pick and pick skin winner podcast with uh, John Frisella, I'm looking at him going, "Wait a minute. What about the teams that go on a buy the next week? It, the Chargers one was one of the the Bills one. They didn't cover, and I'm going, are the, were they already on vacation? You know what I mean? Like just just <laughs> yeah. the thought of it there. All That's right. True. So hey, build me a lineup here. All right. So. I like a lot of high price guys this week, so I'm going to have to save. I cannot salary. give you any extra money, so I just put that. <laughs> well, I'm going to go to Matt Ryan. I mentioned him. I really like his price range, 5,700 uh, going into Miami. He's been giving up a ton of points. 
Uh, they got the train movement surrounding them. So give me Matt Ryan. I'm going to pair him with Cordero Patterson. I'm going back to the well. Uh, I thought about Ridley uh, quite a bit, but I do like Cordero Patterson because we know he's going to get, you know, some rushing work. Um, he's also going to be a part of that, that passing game. So give me Ryan. Give me Patterson. Let me lock in the defense. I'm just going to play the Cardinals. I'm expecting Davis Mills to continue to start. It's going to be round up there. And in Arizona, you got the Hopkins. Uh, you got the Watt revenge type of scenario. So give me Arizona at 3,100. Give me give me Henderson. I know I, I talked about him being right below Henry. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me Daryl Henderson there uh, against the, the Lions. Big 32-point total uh, for the Rams there. Give me Tyreek. I got to get a part of that 57 points uh, with Kansas City and the Chiefs. So give me Tyreek Hill at 8,600 going up against the 32nd-ranked. Uh, passing defense, I'm going to correlate him with uh, A.J. Brown, 6,300, expecting Julio to miss. I'm going to expect the Chiefs uh, to kind of get out in front to where hopefully it, it gets rid of Derrick Henry because he could break the slate otherwise. But I'll, I'll just assume the Chiefs are going to get out. So give me A.J. Brown there at 6,300. I want a part of Tampa. Uh, we didn't talk about him. We kind of missed him in the price range. But I really like Chris Godwin. Uh, this week. That's actually why I wasn't really on Mike Evans. Uh, yeah, Antonio Brown had an ankle injury, missed practice today. Uh, monitor that situation, but Chris Godwin's grading out pretty well for me uh, this week. 30-point total there for Tampa as well, going up against your Bears. Uh, so give me Godwin. That leaves me with 37.50. Uh, mention this guy as one of the value plays I really like. Uh, First-round rookie Rashad Bateman, 3,400 there, uh, going up against the Bengals. I expect that 65% of the snaps to go up. Uh, and then we got tight end. We got 4,100 left. I'm going to go with Zach Ertz uh, making his debut there uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, 32nd ranked uh, defense with the Texans that he's facing. We saw Mac, Max Williams have a lot of success as a, the tight end in this row. I expect Ertz to, to kind of jump in, make his debut. Fans go crazy. He gets a touchdown with Hopper. Yeah, I think he's got a touchdown right there in the, in the books for sure. Just uh, you, if you're going to make a trade, you want to make sure you're shi- you're you're displaying your shiny new toy. So that's right. I like it. Boy, you're saving a lot of money there with Bateman, huh? Like, that's a lot of money to me that you saved, but you sure did spend it in a lot of good places too. Good job, Pierre. I am entering this million dollar. I, I'm entering the million dollar with a ten with a ten cent. No, a dime? No, I'm not in mine. No, I don't, I don't think so. You better be careful what you're entering there. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I didn't. There's a dime contest. You know, I roll, baby. All right. Hey, Pierre, great job again. I appreciate you making the time. Thank you so much for all your knowledge and wisdom and passing it along to other people as we build all these DraftKings lineups. Make sure you follow Pierre on Twitter at Peewee31. You can follow me as well at It on Twitter. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. And yes, we talk about a lot of things. Yes, we talk a lot about a lot of people, but more importantly than all those people and things that we talk about, everybody, it's you going out and trying to find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today. 